Thanks for listening to Ace on the House on Podcast One. J.B. Weld, today's podcast brought to you by J.B. Weld, world's strongest bond. The brand DIYers and pros have trusted for over 50 years. you got to keep it in your cupboard, your toolbox, your garage. Available at jbweld.com, Home Depot, Lowe's, Walmart, wherever you find finer products. Proudly made in the U.S. of A. All right, what do we talk about in this show? This show has, well, it's replete with content. You know, mm-hmm. we've got overhang talk, north facing, what do you do, mm. right? We've also got how do you build a bunk bed ladder. You've done so many of them for your kids. You, you're yeah. kind of an expert. And you were called upon yet again to be the threshold king, which you clearly answered wisely. And hot cock talk. Hot cock! Hot cock! So, first, there's Keiko. <laughs> would you love to save some money on your insurance? Of course you would. And who doesn't love a deal when it comes to great rates on insurance for everything? Geico can help insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, RV, even your homeowners, condo or renters insurance. They are all covered with Geico. Save even more with special discounts when you bundle coverages together. Plus, they have an easy to use Geico mobile app and 24-7 roadside assistance. So it's easy to switch to Geico. It's a no-brainer. Switch today and see just how much you could save at geico.com. Go there and get a rate quote or contact a local agent. Hey, we got a cool opportunity for fans of the Adam Carolla show. The Big Idea with Dr. Gadgets, a new show at Podcast One. Dr. Gadgets speaks to experts of their industry and Asked about how they build their business. The program is presented by Master Spas, a leading spa retailer who is giving away one of their premium hot tubs to a podcast listener valued at $15,000. I've seen the photos. It is an amazing, amazing piece of uh, American engineering. Just listen to The Big Idea with Dr. Gadget and go to masterspas.com slash big idea to enter. It'll take you 30 seconds, and you'll be in the running for a $15,000 premium hot tub plus installation. This should go without saying, but make sure you got the space in your home before you enter. One more time, listen to The Big Idea with Dr. Gadget and enter to win at masterspas.com slash big idea. This is Corolla Digital. A master carpenter who's here to help you out. If you can't fix it, then let Ace show you how. Ace on the house. Ace on the house. Ace on the house. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on the church. Get it get on. on. And welcome to Ace on the House. I'm Adam Carl. It's Eric Stromer over yes, there. Mr. Stromer here. How are you, sir? Doing well. How are you doing? I am feeling uh, refreshed, new. My neighbor came over and said, nice job on the lawn. Let me show you how to trim roses. So she showed me. Really? Told me how to cut them back. I never really have done it. 
You have a, a devil and an angel for I, a neighbor. Do, you're right about that. And the and the the devil. I talked to multiple people, including an inspector, and he said that you. I don't have to do anything. He, he can trim his own branches. Yeah. And it used to be that the origin of the tree, what side of the line it was on, was the responsible party. Now they claim you just go go for it, man. Cut it. Whatever you want to do. If it's hanging, if it's into hanging your, into onto their, your yeah, property. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we'll take some questions. We've got some calls. We've got some uh, unfinished business because I think on our last show we were talking about uh, Museum of the Annoying Guy. Yes. Man show bit. Yes. And uh, Oh, there, look at you. Menominee, Wisconsin. And uh, you know, Gary said, I got the clip from Menominee, Wisconsin. But then I thought, I love Museum of Annoying Guy or Museum of the Annoying Guy or the Museum of the Annoying Guy. I can never remember what what we named it. It, it always bumped me. But I thought... Let's, you, you look like a Disney prince in this picture, by the way. You. Yeah, you do. Let's do a little blast from the past. I think it, it'll work audibly. Okay. Welcome back. Part of our mission here at The Man Show is to try to make you, the viewer, better at being a man. That's right. But in order to know what to do, you got to know what not to do. And tonight, we present the not to do with a visit to the Museum of Annoying Guys. <laughs> the bit never worked when we had to pull the... You've all seen our first annoying guy. He hangs the, the out drape. at bars, nightclubs, anywhere they're younger women. The sad part is this guy has no idea how pathetic he looks. Yes. Yes. <laughs> no. Yes. Yes. It's the bald guy with a ponytail. <laughs> Scientific name... Stephen Segalis Roganus. Look at him. Probably a lawyer or a record executive desperately clinging to whatever hair he has left. Uh. Hey, uh, hey, Pocahontas, Supercuts just called. They have a warrant for your arrest. <laughs> I'll never get chicks with that raccoon tail attached to his head. Dr. Dr. Dre has a better chance of winning gold at the Winter Olympics. <laughs> All right. Next, what nationally televised sporting event would be complete without this guy? <laughs> this is going smoothly. <laughs> the curtain never worked. First and foremost, I want to thank the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, it's the athlete who repeatedly thanks God during the post-game interview. Scientific name, Jesus Repetus. <laughs> I want to praise God, because without him, I wouldn't have had the strength to give my opponent the fifth and final concussion of his career. <laughs> Like, like God and his buddies are gathered around the TV eating Cheez-Its and watching the game. Turnovers seem to be the key to this game. Is that something you worked on during the week? Nah, I turned my life over to the Lord. That was the key to this game. <laughs> Praise God for shining his light down on me. All right. <laughs> Listen, Moses, uh, talk to God in your own time. I'm trying to enjoy TV here. And by the way, while we're at it, what's God's take on your six illegitimate kids? <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> Couldn't do that joke, he said. Black man. Nothing more pleasant than a touch football game or a picnic with the kids. That is until this next guy shows up. It's... (laughs) (laughs) Curtains never work. It's the guy that does Tai Chi in the park. Scientific name, Ralphus Machium. He is the reason the public shouldn't be allowed in public parks. Listen, people who do martial arts fall into two categories. Asians and psychopaths. Listen, 
<laughs> people who do anything in the park should be chemically sterilized, much less uh, Tai Chi. Listen here, uh, asshopper. <laughs> this is the park, not your goddamn living room. You don't see me coming over to your apartment and playing softball. <laughs> Uh, just as long as you don't disturb the bodies in his freezer. Uh, anyone who's ever been to a topless bar knows this next oh, here annoying guy very well. Hey! The strip club DJ! Coming up to the main stage, it's Kittens! She's got claws, gentlemen. Wouldn't you like to be her ball of yarn? Give it up for Kittens! Spin us Motley crew up. Part pimp, part carnival barker, all asshole. Get out of your seats and check out those teeth. This obnoxious bastard does everything he can to ruin what should be a beautiful night out with me and my penis. Put your hands together for Cinnamon. She's here from heaven by way of Menominee, Wisconsin. Check out her sticky buns. Cinnamon. Why is that? I'm trying to focus on ass here. Isn't there a white snake convention somewhere you can go to? All right, we got and it. And our final. There we go. Fantastic. Well, now I kind of want to see what the last one is. Yeah, let's sure. see the last one. <laughs> All right. And our final exhibit in the Annoying Guy Museum is not for young viewers. If you've ever belonged to a health club, you've seen him. It's the old man. <laughs> you naked. We're that naked old man. <laughs> yes, it is. Is he really naked? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Testiculus <laughs> dangling. He's flossing. He's very comfortable with his body because he's been in it for like 85 years. This guy will make small talk with anyone who'll listen. With one leg on the bench and two balls on your feet. Ah, well... Listen, I had the whole house repiped. Took out all the galvanized, put in copper. Yes. Main line, all yeah. the way through. Interesting. <laughs> oh. You know, I, I think I dropped... I, I, what? I think I dropped my locker key. Do you mind getting that for me? <laughs> he's back, he's bending over. Right, that, that guy's good. You know why he's so good? All right, we got it. He's yeah. so good because he did the thing where he's flossing and then he bites the floss <laughs> bit off the floss. Like yeah. he pantomimed that. It's good. I love that Who guy. Who is that guy? I have no God. I have no idea. That's good stuff. You wrote that. Yeah, we wrote it. I mean, it's I wrote amazing. some of it. Jimmy wrote some of it. Yeah. Writers. Yeah, I know. Everyone always thinks the man show is just us, you know, making fun of chicks and yeah. swilling beer. We, yeah. We're making fun of dudes. Yeah, most, that's right. No, it's equal time. opportunity, man. Good yeah. stuff. I love um, Museum of the Annoying Guy. And the, there he is. That's our Menominee, Wisconsin. That's exactly it. You did it. It's amazing. I can't believe you found that. Where'd you guys find that? Gary found it. Oh, it was on the computer. It was just labeled a little incorrectly, so it took me a few more minutes, but Ooh. I had it before you pulled God, out. That's much. good stuff. We man. do this thing where we, we're very studious about logging everything in the computer, yeah. except for we don't label it. <laughs> so, yeah, and every I time I tell someone to look for something, right. they just go, I, yeah, it's yeah, in there, I but we don't know what it is. I, I would say it's also kind of a weird thing of how you label stuff. Sure. You know, I, w- I would say that's that's a pretty easy labeling, Museum of the Annoying That's guy. exactly right. All right. No, you know what? what? This could be, you know, how you see late night, you know, old Carol Burnett thing selling the video series. Mm-hmm. This all could be that someday. Well, the what people, I mean, I don't want to blow my own horn, but 
Man Show was a really fucking funny show. Yeah. That's why people liked it. Right. It wasn't, you know, if it was me and Jimmy chugging beer and calling chicks fat, like, yeah. it, it wouldn't have lasted. You no, know, it was it, good material. It had to be good material right. in there. All right. the all the Greek names for all the guys, all right. the specific stuff they did, you know, the the variety, you know, you got the guy thanking Jesus, you got the right. naked, naked old man, you know, this is all this is all material. Who owns all this stuff? Um, the network that yeah, it was probably on? Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> all sense. right. So uh, we got questions. Kalen and Gary are in the booth. Um We'll take some phone calls at some point. Yeah. But, uh, Want to start with a video question? Start then, with a vid question, yeah. All right. Well, let me remind everyone, as always, you can send your video questions. Try to keep them to 90 seconds or less so we can get to as many as possible to aceonthehouse at adamcarolla.com. And if you want to see them, you can go to aceontheroof.com. And uh, our first question today comes from a gentleman named Alex. And he has a question about a shed and a roof overhang. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a bit long, but there's kind of two questions here. So uh, here you go. Hey, Stromer, get it on. This is Alex in Connecticut. I've got a 20 by 20 shed in my backyard that's got 30 amps to it. I'm looking to make it into a little bit of a workshop. Um, I'm still moving into this house, and I've been putting a lot of, like, uh, garden tools and outdoor stuff Nice wooden here. shed, um, walk So in. I'm looking to kind of solve two problems <laughs> In one fell swoop. One, I was thinking about putting like a, a metal roof on on and over this existing asphalt mm-hmm. roof to fix up the the roofing issue. And then the second thought was that if I'm going to be putting that metal roof on, uh, should I just do a bit of an overhang in the back here and just drop the drop the roof a few feet past where the current roof is? Um, it slopes downwards here. And this is the north-facing side, so there's really not much light that's coming through these windows anyways. Um, so my thought was maybe if I do the metal, I, I put it over a few feet. Um, if I want to in the future, then I could dig a couple footings and, um, and make a little, like, raised deck underneath that overhang if I wanted to have everything, like, off the ground. Um, anyways, just curious if you guys have any experience with, uh, with the, the type of metal roof um, and, and overhangs and... What I'm trying to do here. Appreciate it. Thank you. Well, okay. I'm not sure why he wants to put a metal roof on a shed when the existing roof looks pretty good. Well, you did see the moss and all the growth on that north side, which yeah. would be eradicated and moisture would never be an issue with a metal roof, I think, and probably last forever. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's yeah. the reason. Mm-hmm. I also... I also love the idea of uh, of creating more storage by making that overhang come out further. However, he's not going to be able to follow the pitch of the roof because if you come over two feet, the mm-hmm. overhang will be like five feet from the ground because mm-hmm. the it's such a steep pitch. Right. So it would have to end up being more of a of a you know f- maybe an yeah, inch, inch I per don't, foot. I don't think hanging it over two feet is going to look good. Right. It's going to look cattywampus. Yeah. It's going to seem it's going to seem weird, and I don't. And it's going to be low. 
Right. And it's just going to it's going to look like you bought the wrong roofing material at too long a strips or Correct. something. Correct. I just don't think it's going to work. Right. You could solve the issue with doing a just do a gutter on that side, shed the water away, and then essentially build a pergola with a metal roof on top of that higher than the existing structure a bit mm-hmm. so that you could create storage under that. That would work. Yeah. All right, I can uh, I can do that. Metal roofs aren't cheap, um, but they work and they they last forever. I have one on my house. Yeah, uh, they just never quit. No, and they're good with snow too, for sure. This isn't a big roof, so it could be done pretty easily. Yeah. I don't know if there's metal roofing kits and you can kind of do it yourself. This seems pretty straightforward. No, no valleys. You know, not a lot of sheet metal snippers to get out. I would also mirror the overhang in the front in the back because the front is coming out maybe a foot and a half. Just do the same thing. He doesn't come out much past six, eight inches in the back. So Mm -hmm. just mirror that. You'll be fine. All right. And uh, he didn't have any inside questions. I don't think he said he had a 30 30 amps going there, which is... Yeah, enough to run a couple of things. Yeah, but not not everything. Yeah, and if you need more amperage and you're going to run, you know, more <clears throat> power sucking appliances or or tools or a table saw or something, run another circuit from the main panel. All right, what else uh, we got, Gary? Well, we've got a gentleman from Tahama, California, which I'm not familiar with, who uh, sent in two different video questions. So we'll uh, start with his first one here. Hey, Stromer, get it on. Mm. Two quick questions for you. As the uh, king of transitions... Yes, there he is. ...to see what I should do <laughs> to fix this. Uh, my contractor pin-nailed two pieces here, and bottom came out, and now there's a spike trap when we leave our bedroom. So I was wondering... God, is, is that lame. ...TNG here. Um what I should replace that with. Just find a nice piece of molding. It's got his cat. And uh, <laughs> what, what do you think would be the best? All right, so he's got a transition, which is a step up into his kitchen. Yeah. Huh? And everything's settling. <coughs> As you can see, the molding is pulling away. Now we're looking at crown molding. Which I'm guessing is being pulled by the cabinets. This guy's got a two-parter here. Yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you're a proponent of using a razor, box cutter, blade, cut at the paint there, um, but should there be some type of caulking, or what do you think would be best for that? All right, so Thanks, let's guys. let's uh, <laughs> let's talk. Uh, painter's caulk is good. Painter's caulk is good up to three sixteenths would you say yep, Stromer? yes i would that's kind of pushing it you don't want to go much past an no. eight he's looking at three sixteenths maybe more yeah but this is a painter caulk type it looks to me like whoever installed the crown didn't caulk and just they painted to the crown and that's why we're seeing those little elasticy pieces in that three sixteenths space I, I, I would get up there with a nice sharp utility knife yep. cut away all the debris and then uh, get up there and painters caulk it. And would you pin nail a couple by more the way, nails into the drywall now just to hold it where it is? Just, just quickly. Yeah. Uh, just use white painters caulk. Yeah, don't totally. don't try to match the color cap, the right. cabinet of color. That's never going to work. No, no. So no. all right, white painters caulk. Yeah, yeah. yeah totally. Good. Okay. Uh, number two, uh, the the 
crown is nailed to the top of the cabinet. Right. It's not nailed to the ceiling. No. So I don't think there's anything you're going to pop up through the crown right, into okay. the drywall that's going to buy you right. anything. Right. It's just, an ex- it's just one more reason for the crown to blow out when right. you fire that gun through it. Yeah, that's right. So don't bother with that. Right. Just cut away the debris and caulk and it. And fill it in. Yeah. Now, as far as the threshold. I would do a couple of passes on that, too, because I feel like you'll get into that 3 sixteenths depth and you'll need backing to support the next run of caulk. So yeah. do one run, let it dry for a day, and then come back and do another. That's mm-hmm. how I would do that one. All right. Now, as far... That transition is lame and embarrassing. Whoever did that must die. Yes. It, it's just hanging off of... So he, sh- he shot down one little strip right. vertically or horizontally, right. and then he put the other one up vertically yeah. and like pin-nailed it to yeah. the one. And there's no meat to hold the top-down nail, so it just blew out, and there's no rigidity. I'm not, I'm not sure, Gary, you can show me the front of the video. I'm not sure why he needed the one that went down. He talked about a tackless strip there he should. He but should, why is there a tackless strip there? Here's what he's trying to do. He's trying to cover the plywood subfloor. Oh, okay. But what he should have done is have a piece of you know three quarter ply or you know some sort oh, of riser. We're we looking at OSB. See what I'm saying? Like, subfloor there. So there's no meat to hold that top piece. It should be it should be zero and no overhang. Right. So it'll we're blow out. we're not looking at adhesive or anything there. We're looking at. We're looking at subfloor there. Yeah. Is that correct? That's right. Okay. Um, the way to do this, I, I've done the same in this studio and in many applications, is the best way to do this is to mill this this piece. Yeah. It's to get a piece of – it looked like half-inch OSB there. Yeah. I, you can get a piece of oak or poplar – or alder, yeah. or something like that. You know, rip it to the width you want. Yeah. Then put it up on its edge. Sorry, bef- before you do it. Now, here's how I would do this. Yeah. I would rip it to the width I wanted. Let's yeah. just say two inches. Okay. Okay. Then I would take a chamfer bit and drag it along the front edge that's going okay. to the kitchen. Right. Okay. Like a quarter inch chamfer. Yeah. Then I would put the thing up on its edge, set the height of the table saw and rip it right to the bottom of the chamfer. Right. So it just zeroed out on the floor. Okay. Then I would chamfer the back edge. Yeah. And then I would rip it and make it into an L. Right. So that it dropped down. It, it'll it'll come down a half inch, but it'll be three quarter. Yeah. With the chamfer on both edges. Covering and the, the plywood, the, but then coming into the wall. The front edge yeah. will just be zeroed out on I the gotcha. floor. Yeah, yeah. It'll it'll essentially create a rabbit, right? Or is it a dado? I think it's a rabbit. rabbit yeah. yeah, it'll create an L. It'll yeah. it'll look like an L. Yeah, and the part coming down should be you know three eighths thick or right. something something like that. Chamfer bit on top, chamfer bit both both edges. Right. I think that. I mean, it's I if, uh, now that it's, it's kind of what what I did going into the studio. Actually. The other option is put a metal L. Uh, take that piece of trim off. Just put a metal L around the top and the front. Yes, yes. Which is you, more industrial and it won't come out. You could get a L-shaped sort of threshold. Correct. They have them in I don't know aluminum and gold. That's and right. Weird. It, it's a little 
It's a little industrial. It's a little low rent. That's right. Now, the third option would be to run a piece of one-by across the face. Yeah. And then just... And by the way, let me just say this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could start my plan by going to the Home Depot and just getting an oak sill, like an oak threshold that was one-by three, right? and it had the chamfer on it already, and then just start whacking it up. That's right. All right. The other option would be to buy the threshold. Mm Mm-hmm. Put a piece of one by four on the on the riser, mm-hmm. and either chamfer out the top edge to go up and under the plywood that's coming out further, so it zeroes it out, mm-hmm. so that that piece of oak threshold has something to nail into, and there's an and there's no there's rigidity to the edge of that piece mm-hmm. by having that one by sitting in there on the riser. You know, see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that there's no movement because right now it's always going to flex because it's only whatever the subfloor is. It's like right. half inch, three quarter at the most. All right. I like my idea best. I do. All right. Let's talk to uh, Colin, 39 yeah, from Colin. Seattle. Colin. Hey, hey guys. Hi, guys. Uh, big Hi. fan. Hi, guys. First time, long time. Hi, guy. Hi, guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so my wife and I are doing a kitchen remodel, um, turning out some walls, making an open concept uh, for the most part. But uh, new cabinets, new appliances, um, all that new countertops, new flooring. So I just wanted to get your guys' opinion, trying to shop for appliances, first of all, to get some dimensions for the cabinet layout, that sort of thing. Um, I've always been partial to Bosch appliances myself, just for, well, Bosch everything really is high quality. But Mm -hmm. I just want to get your guys' opinion on what things to look for, uh, what to avoid, brands to avoid, things like that. Well, everyone makes a good stainless steel appliance now. It used to be, you know, the Sub-Zero and the Viking and the Bosch. It was just the high-end stuff. Now it's KitchenAid and whatever you could find at the old Sears or, you know, Home Depot. It's right. all it's all good now. Right. It all kind of works. I have a Bosch dishwasher, which I love, and it's quiet and has been great for two, three years so far. So. It, it also... Now, keep in mind, I'm the guy who painted all my stainless steel kitchen appliances. Yeah. So I matched them all up. Sure. Yes, famously. You mean to to not brand out, to just get the best of each brand and then make them all unified by the color? Well, you know what what happened, what I was noticing, this is many, many years ago. Yeah. They did, like Viking did a refrigerator and you could pick three different colors. Right. And then, you know, Wolf Stove did one and you could pick different colors. but. But the dishwasher didn't do it. No. And the microwave didn't do it. Right. And some of the other stuff didn't do it, you know? Right. And I was like, well, then how do we have a unified color in the kitchen yeah. if we can't get a dishwasher that's the same color as the refrigerator? Sure. So the refrigerator's over here and the dishwasher's next to it. You got the painted baked on enamel from the factory on the refrigerator, but right. then you got the stainless steel dishwasher yeah, so right. i pulled everything apart and that's wacky i don't blame you that's a good idea send it to an auto body place yeah and, uh, and just painted it yeah everyone, that's a good everyone idea everyone thought i was nuts no okay i think it's very wise now what what happens in realtor land is they all say you must have these things in order to make the kitchen have the value that it can have so they'll they'll always want you to unify brand and finish right mm-hmm. so at adam's point if you paint stuff, it looks unified, but then you can't have the identifying badge 
of right. the brand that makes it that high-end kitchen, right? Mm-hmm. right? So you have to kind of decide, are you going to do stainless or are you going to do all one color? And if you are, do you care that it's all the same brand? And if you do, then you're going to pay a premium for the high-end brands. And if you don't, then to Adam's point, KitchenAid does make a suite that works depending on what your bling factor needs to be for your particular application. I'm a kind of keep it all under one brand guy. I, I agree. I, I think agree. That, I think that looks yeah, that, the best. And then look at cons- look sure. at the consumer but. guide stuff on efficiency and the way stuff operates. I I will say as a cook myself, I have a shit cooktop that does not have a a simmer burner that really does what it's supposed to do. So it makes me crazy because yeah, it does me. It makes me crazy that you put it on simmer and shit still burns even though it's not supposed to. So really research that and also. That uh, what's the electromagnetic cooking called again? Uh, where where it's it's induction. In, induction. induction. That's yeah. supposed to be amazing. I don't have it, but people tell me once you get used to it, it really works well. So look at that if that's something you might want to do. All right, thank you, Colin. Do your uh, bit there, would you? Oh Colin? yeah, you know, yeah. I, kids, listen. Are you short on hours but still want to do a great job hiring? Well, if that's the case, then you need Indeed. Attract interview, and hire all in one place. Indeed is the only job site guaranteed to find quality applications that meet your must-have requirements. Or guess what? You don't pay. That's right. You don't pay. Find great talent through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. Now, with a, with Instant Match, as soon as, you're, as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates with resumes that match your job description, and you can invite them to apply right away. Only pay for applications that meet, that meet your must-have requirements. Gary? That's right. Start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash Ace. Offer valid through April 30th. Go to Indeed.com slash Ace to claim your $75 credit before April 30th. Indeed.com slash Ace. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, quick break. Back with more questions right after this. All right, we're back. We got uh, Zach from uh, New York, thirty-seven. What's going on, Zach? Uh, good afternoon, gentlemen. I'm coming up on uh, a renewal of my lease, mm-hmm. and some months back, uh, I was trying to replace a light bulb in my ceiling light, and that progressed into me needing to take apart the the actual. Uh, bracket itself, and it exposed some wiring. The whole thing was done very jankily. And mm-hmm. now, I, I would have fixed it myself, but there's exposed wires that are hot, and it doesn't correspond to anything on my box mm-hmm. uh, in my closet here. So I'm wondering how to deal with this. So I just need to face reality and tell my landlord that there's a big... Because it's all kind of come apart now. Uh, it was not done properly. You think so. he's going to come after you for doing this? No, I, I think, I mean, they'd probably just send somebody over to fix it. It's just, you know, explaining how it got in this condition in the first place, uh, how long it's been like that. I was hoping to fix it myself. It's just that the wires, you know, are electrified, and I can't shut them off at the source. Yeah, I would not fix it yourself. I would definitely say, here's what's going on in light of the fact that I don't want this house to burn down, and I know you don't. I think you should have someone look at this because there could be a problem. 
because otherwise, if you mess with it and it does go south, then the landlord will know you mess with it and hold you responsible for the thing going down, right? Yeah. What yeah. The, uh, <clears throat> I like messing with almost everything, but uh, electricity is dangerous. Yeah. And it's just – you don't mess with it. Yeah. I mean the reason electricians get paid probably the most out of the trades is just because there's a danger factor that doesn't really exist so much in plumbing or framing Correct. or you know, finish work. Right. So uh, I I definitely would just call the guy and let him uh, you know get some licensed guy to come over and, and yeah. deal with it. Zach. And then if he doesn't and you have – if you don't have a contentious relationship with your landlord, then you could always do the thing like – I have I have taken the liberty after trying to reach out to you several weeks and no response. I called a licensed electrician and I'm just going to take the bill off the rent. Here's the bill. Here's what it was. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Zach. All right. That's that's probably what I figured is don't mess with wires you can't shut off. Yeah. So no. Everything. The uh, smoke detectors tied in through it and stuff, and they're going to want to test that. So, yeah, I'll uh, come up with a cover story and bite the bullet. So, thank you, gentlemen. Yep. All right. Thanks, Zach. We got another vid question or tweet or what do we got? Yeah, to there, your Karen? point, like water, water can do some serious damage with bad plumbing choices, but you don't die. Right. You just flood your drywall and the yeah. floor has to be redone. You know. Right. Yeah. All right. We got uh, kitchen counter. Vid question, Gary? Yes, we do. Actually, uh, I did not realize that our last email or our last video from Mike Nunez had two questions Wait. within that video. So this is his second question, his second video, as a matter we of have, fact. This is unprecedented, Gary. This is two two-parters in one. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's crazy. Time. Wow. Here we go. Hey, Stromer, get it on. Got a question for you here. Uh we had countertops done and a backsplash there. And when they cut the countertop, there was a gap going from this side to that side that started at about a half an inch and went down to about a quarter inch down at the other end, about a 10 foot span. And the grout that they put in is disappearing, I'm guessing from settling. Um, so there's a big gap there where water goes when we do the dishes and I was wondering uh, if we just put more grout, I feel like it's just going to keep falling through. So looking for any suggestions. Thanks. I'm surprised that they grouted where the backsplash kind of mosaic tile met the granite countertop. I I feel like that's got to be a caulking joint because it's it's two sort of separate surfaces and yeah. they're moving sometimes in different directions. And we get this question a lot. Yeah, We're only looking at a 16th. Uh, worth of worth of crack there. This is definitely a kitchen and tub caulk type situation. Um, I would take a blade and scrape out what's there. Yeah. Um, vacuum it. Vacuum. Vacuum it out. Yeah. I would go ahead and lay down some blue tape. Yeah. Uh, I'd lay down some blue tape on the backsplash. I'd lay down some blue tape on the uh, on the countertop. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, an eighth back from where you want it. Um, <clears throat> the key to victory for uh, for caulking is people, they have those tube cutters, you know, yeah. that are built into the handle, the really right. crappy ones or whatever, or people get a drywall knife out and they, they cut the tube. They cut way too back 
far back on the too, tube. So it's too big of an opening. The the thing starts to slope and it, you know, the end, the nipple of the of the caulking tube, it starts to slope down. Eh, it's about three quarters of an inch or half an inch yeah. from the end, maybe half an inch. Yeah. And what people do is they just clip it right where it starts to slope down. Right. Clip it right at the very end. And if you're and if your little cock gun needle that comes out to puncture the cock tube isn't long enough, just use a long, thin something. Coat hanger. Coat hanger, whatever, to get through the hole that you have exposed once you cut the tip at the end of the right. cock. You're right, because it's like you you come out with a quarter inch of cock bead and you can't get any control. And then you start wiping it down and with And I don't your know finger. why people cut at an angle, because that doesn't work either. Cut it yeah, straight. Right. I think it's better straight. Cut it straight, but that opening should just be an eighth of an inch That's at right. the end. Yeah. Just just not much and if at you, all. To your point, you can if, always open it up a little more. That's right. And to your point, if you put the tape down, you can really smear it in with your finger, and then when it sets up a little, just pull that tape off quickly and you've got a nice clean joint yeah way better there you and also by the way the the place where the backsplash meets the countertop guys rarely tape an existing surface if it's like you know hardy backer top to drywall nobody ever thinks to tape with mesh tape that corner where the countertop meets the backsplash. Right. When you do it with a float, it's already done for you inherently because it's all one unit. But that's the problem what I have when people just put the, the top down, they tile, they put their counter, and then there's movement for sure. Right. And it never has anything to be rigid and hold that And then there's together. always a water source. That's right. And it's always flopping and dripping and it's splashing. The worst, it's the worst of all things coming together at one time. Yeah, so get uh, – Get a maybe get one of those razor scraper, knives, yeah. the flat ones. That's so you right. Kind of hold it flat yeah. on the counter and scrape, scrape, scrape yeah. it. Kind of do it vertically a little bit. Yeah. And the one that just take the razor with the with the bent cap on one yeah. edge, you know, just scrape it. That reminds me of a song. It goes something like this. Scrape, 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 da 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 da. Scrape, 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 da 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 da. Scrape your booty. Why are you so fast? Now you think we were we, we It's like one brain. Yeah. It's like one mine's the the convict side. <laughs> I have an ear for tunes. You really do. I could have uh, you I could have been not, a contender. It's not that you could have, you are. You are that guy. Mm. All right. <laughs> Let me tell you guys about uh, J.B. Weld, world's strongest bond, the brand. DIYers and pros have trusted for over 50 years, y'all. And you use their epoxies. We use their uh, super glues over here, putty sticks. Uh, they got everything, man. And it used to be that J.B. Weld was just used for you know fixing the hole in your muffler. But now everything, every surface, every... Wood, ceramic, glass, metal, it's its all there. JB Weld has a product to fix any of it. You just keep it in your kitchen drawer where the little batteries roll around. And also, by the way, the proud owner of Herculiner, the DIY truck bed liner. So if you're looking for the world's strongest truck bed liner, Herculiner, well, they got you covered. And, of course, you can get JB Weld at jbweld.com, Home Depot, Lowe's, Walmart, AutoZone, Advanced Auto Parts, O'Reilly. Amazon, Michaels, and more, and it's proudly made in the U.S. of A, 
Gary, you uh, use some JB Weld? Uh... I used their wood product recently. I, I had a, a bathroom door that my son was fond of pulling on, and basically all three screws from that bottom you know, hinge piece on the door kind of came out of the wall. And when I went to go try to attach it, it was just all stripped, so I had to break off some like toothpicks. Mm-hmm. I lathered it all up in that JB Weld wood glue, mm-hmm. got it all in there, let it set for about an hour, screwed back in tighter than I'm sure it's been in, in 20 Jeez, years. Jeez, Gary. Come on. I Good mean, work look, with the toothpicks. But I can't do much. But with JB Weld, I can do more than I can do without it. Well, the other night, the Stromer boys decided to have a little get together. They brought mm-hmm. in some of their friends, and mm-hmm. you know what they do when they walk in the backyard? They don't walk on the path. They kick across, you know, and do the shortcut mm-hmm. where I had my my light, my my outdoor lighting. It was mm-hmm. like it's a tower, LED tower thing, about six eight inches tall. Of course, the guy kicked it right off the stand, broke it in half. Of course. Now it's like a it's like an amalgamation metal thing. I'm not sure what it is. Like some aluminum thing to another thing that's also the same metal kind of compound, mm-hmm. right? So I didn't know what to do. I couldn't replace it because it broke it right in right in half. So what I did, I got the JB Weld, the one that's the putty. Mm. I rolled it in a snake shape, got it all warmed up, and then just put it around the bottom where that that stake that goes into the ground meets mm-hmm. the lamp itself and just just shoved it together. I didn't think it would work. Couple couple minutes later, man, she's steady, she's solid, she's still going. That light is shining true and bright. Wow, a beacon of truth in just Stromer's like backyard. The great Gatsby, that green light from East Egg. You know, Stromer reminds me, I've actually used their uh, their plastic yeah. uh, two-part epoxy as well to fix several dinosaurs where my son will break a leg mm. off the dinosaur, and then I'll use that epoxy on there. That leg never comes off. The other three legs will all get broken, and then I'll go JB Weld them as well. But once you put that plastic epoxy on there, that two-part, you let it set with like a rubber band or something around yeah. it, it's never going. No, anywhere. it's never going anywhere. Anywhere. Well, yeah. that's why you shouldn't go anywhere without your JB Weld. All right, let's do one more. What do we got? You want to do an email question? Yeah. All right, cool. I'm going to throw this picture up here, and the email's a little long, but bear with me. Wow. Hey, Stromer, love you. Hey, I'm building this bunk bed for a customer. The drawers are incomplete, but the foot of the bed will be a bookshelf roughly 10 feet high, and under the bottom bed will be three drawers. I discussed with her the possibility of doing a rolling library ladder for her on the front. However, the hardware for those ladders run rich, no less than 500 bucks from what I can find. The whole thing will be finished to look like a beach pier, distressed, nautical ropes, maybe boat cleats for drawer poles, and all that stuff. With the ladder hardware running so expensive, though, I thought I would shoot you gentlemen an email to see what other ideas you may have for laddering this build any suggestion would be great i think i can sell her on something other than the library ladder because it may look odd with the theme please be kind to my images this is my first crack at doing computer drawings thanks in advance for your input you are doing the lord's work literally he was a carpenter casey (laughs) yeah i uh, i built bunk or loft for my son and built him a built him a ladder yeah um uh so the way i built the ladder is i sort of finished two-by-fours like the kiln-bake ones and laid them out and drew a line and drilled them with a Forstner bit and then just put them together with like inch and a quarter dowels. Oh, like yeah. dowels oh, in between cool. them. I think the problem... And did you nail the ends and glue it? Or just, no, just I, glue I, them? I should... I didn't glue them. I left them loose and they rolled oh, okay. and, and I, that was an issue. So oh. if you, if you want to do... The dowel, you get a Forstner bit, like a yeah. flat wide, and you, you know, just stack them next to each other, draw a line across it, right. you know, lay it out. Here's the key to the ladder. Right. 
don't just have the top rung go up to the height of the bed. That right. shit's got to go up another two Beyond feet. Beyond the mattress height. Right, because yeah. when you're climbing into it, you need to right. grab something up above. Sure, that's so right. So get that ladder. I would say go at least... 18 20 inches but a good two feet yeah. so when you're climbing up the ladder they grab the top one right and can pull themselves no, if you put idea. the top one the same height as the mattress it's it's kind of a bit yeah you're right there's nowhere to grab right and you know the other thing i'm glad he's not doing the library ladder because that just spells you know the there's movement as you're climbing up and the kids probably gonna bail and wipe out and get hurt Right. So then there's no liability on his end. Right. Right. Um, so, I, you know, you can make a ladder. I don't think there's much you can modify. I don't think you can buy a ladder. The only other thing I've done where is I did a larger platform on the end of where the mattress would normally end if you have the room so that the ladder comes up through there. Mm-hmm. So it's more like a, a tiny mini staircase. Going up into a platform where you then get out and then the bed is, you know, further to the right or left, right? Yeah. As far as hardware, rope ladders suck. Yeah. A rope ladder is doable, but you really have to make it taut. Yeah. You can't let the bottom swing around like it's some island adventure movie. It's too much like Outward Bound. But there's a... (laughs) There's a version of this with the nautical theme where there is a rope ladder, uh-huh. and if you got a spry enough seven-year-old, they'll do it. But keep in mind, you got to attach it at the top right. and at the bottom, and you got to suck it up. Or you could do it all in in the kiln dry that you talked about, and maybe you know glue and nail rope or hemp looking stuff to the yeah, edges. Yeah, or dr- do what I said yeah, and dress yeah, it up. Yeah. And and yes. Uh, Glue up those uh, those dowels. Yeah. The good. You can even get the pre-finished ones, like yeah. the white coating on it. Right. All right. Uh, I'll be in Indianapolis. Indiana, when are you going? On May 6th and 7th. How dare you. Doing a little stand-up over there. Helium. Oh, good for you. Yeah, I'll be there. Nice. I wish I was there while you were there. Me. You know what I would Cheers. do? Hmm. Buy you a drink. Oh, good. I yeah. could use one of those. All right, go to AdamCarolla.com for all the live shows. And until next time, it's Adam Carolla for Eric Stromer saying mahalo. Subscribe on iTunes or visit aceontheroof.com. This is Corolla Digital. Would you love to save some money on your insurance? Of course you would. And who doesn't love a deal? When it comes to great rates on insurance for everything, GEICO can help. Insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, RV, even your homeowners, condo, or renter's insurance. They are all covered with GEICO. Save even more with special discounts when you bundle coverages together. Plus, they have an easy-to-use GEICO mobile app. And 24-7 roadside assistance, so it's easy to switch to GEICO. It's a no-brainer. Switch today and see just how much you could save at GEICO.com. Go there and get a rate quote 
or contact a local agent. Stream the biggest movies and TV shows for free on Pluto TV. Watch movies like Titanic and G.I. Joe The Rise of Cobra, plus TV shows like CSI and Star Trek The Next Generation. Starting this month, check out the 24-7 Stargate channel exclusively on Pluto TV, plus hundreds of channels and thousands of movies and TV shows absolutely free. Download the free Pluto TV app on your favorite streaming device and start watching today.